thank you for listening to Northwood Baptist Church of Yadkinville, North Carolina. Join our pastor, Tim Webb, for an encouraging time with God and His Word. Northwood Baptist Church is a place where the Bible is passionately preached and practiced and where you are always welcome. So stay tuned for a practical message for your life as we enjoy the abundant life that Jesus Christ offers to all. Now, I'm going to say something here, and I want to couch it before I say it. I want to be careful how I say this. When I worked at Chick-fil-A, I always trained our people. I don't know if this was the company policy or not, but here's how I would train our people. Company policy is that if they're 65 years or older, they get a free cup of coffee. You get your senior coffee if you're 65 years or older. But here's how I train our people. I'd say, listen, if they don't ask for a senior cup of coffee, you don't give them a senior cup of coffee. Because you don't want to be the one who tells them that they are a senior now. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so if they don't ask for it, you don't give it to them. Even if they look like Methuselah, you don't give them that cup of coffee unless they ask for it. And listen, if they come in here and they look like they're 15 years old and they ask for a senior cup of coffee, you just go ahead and give it to them because I'm not going to be the one that gets into telling anybody that they're old. Somebody say amen right there. That being said, every time I've read this in the Bible where it says that, that she was well stricken in years, I just took that to mean she was an older woman. And no doubt that is what it means. When it says that Zacharias was an old man, I, I, I took that to mean he's an old man. But it uses a very specific phrase, and that phrase is this. They were both, in verse 7, now well stricken in years. You know what that means? It means they were old people. Now you say, well, what's an old person? Again, I'm not saying this about anyone sitting in this room today, all right? Brother Charlie, I'm not saying about this, you about this for a moment, okay? But listen to me. Here's what they consider to be an old person in the Hebrew culture. Now you've got to remember, people died younger back then, all right? Y'all are going to live to be 100, every one of you, so it's okay. But here's what they considered to be the commencement of old age, 65 years old. So without being disrespectful, if you saw someone and they were 65 years old, you could say... That's an old person. Kids, husbands, let me give you some advice. If you see somebody today who's 65 years or older, don't walk up to them and say, well, you're starting to be old, aren't you? Don't do that, okay? But in this day, old age commenced at 65 years old. When you reach 70 years of old, they could begin to refer to you as hoary-headed. They could begin to say, now there's a hoary-headed man. He's been around a long time. But when you reached 80 years old or older... Do you hear what I just said? 80 or above, that's when you could be considered well stricken in years. Now, I don't know today if you're a young person, an old person, well stricken in years, but here's what I'm telling you. There is a woman walking around who's at least 80 years old. Her husband is at least 80 years old, according to the Bible. And she desires to have a baby. She wants to have a baby from God. She wants to have a child, but she's 80 years old. That time has passed in her life. She's not going to have a child. And in fact, Zacharias is a priest. And most likely one time in your life, if you were a priest, you would get to serve at the holy place. If it was more than that in your life, it was some kind of miracle. God definitely wanted it to happen because you've got to remember, there are hundreds, maybe even thousands of priests. So when your company served, even in your family, even in your company, there were hundreds 
of priests. And you only got to serve there maybe one time a year. And so now you might get to serve there. You say, well, how did they choose who would go in? Well, it wasn't just that a priest said, hey, I want to go serve in the holy place. That's not how it happened. Everyone wanted to serve in the holy place. Everyone wanted to do this. So here's how they chose. They drew lots. And out of thousands of priests... And then out of hundreds of priests, you may have your lot drawn. And if God so chose that you were the one to go in, that was probably the only time you'd go in in your whole life. Now you've got this 80-year-old man. He's been serving as a priest for years and years. He's at least 80 years old. And on this particular day, he draws the lot. And it's his lot, it's his job, it's his commitment to go in, in verse number 8, that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course and his company... According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went in to the temple of the Lord. Once in a lifetime opportunity to go in and pray before the Lord, to offer incense on the altar. And the verse says in verse 10, And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Now let's pause right there. Get the picture in your mind. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Zacharias walks into the holy place. He comes into the holy place. And here's what his job was. He was to take this incense and put it on the hot burning coals of fire. And that incense was to represent prayers going up to God. Prayers ascending to heaven. And the Bible tells us that that incense, that sweet smelling odor, was a sweet smell in the nostrils of God. So here's what Zacharias was commanded to do. You go into the holy place. Not the holiest of all, but you go into the holy place. And when you go in there, you go in respectfully. You go in carefully. You go in mindfully. You go in reverently. And you will go in, you will put this incense upon the holy place. And that sweet smelling savor will go up before God. And as you're there, and as the sweet smelling savor is going up, and as that aroma is filling your nostrils, here's what you do, Zacharias. Here's what you do, priest. You go in and realize that as you stand there at this altar of incense, and as the incense is going up before God, that just on the other side of that curtain, just on the other side of that veil that separates you, just on the other side of the wall, if you will, is the very manifest presence of God on earth. God's in there, Zacharias. So when you go in, you go in reverently and you place the incense on the altar and that sweet-smelling savor enters into the nostrils of God. And while you're there, pray for the people. Pray that God would forgive the sins of the people. Pray that God would protect the nation. Pray that God would bless the people. You go in and you pray on behalf of the people. There's some very definite things that you're to pray about there, Zacharias. So no doubt now, Zacharias, a righteous man, a good man, a man who loves God, has a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He sprinkles the incense on the altar. He smells that sweet savor. It enters into the nostrils of God. It represents the prayers of the people. And then he's supposed to pray, Dear God, forgive the sins of your people. Dear God, bless your nation. Dear God, would you protect our nation. Dear God, would you do these things according to your will. But I just have to believe that while Zacharias is standing there, once in a lifetime opportunity, 
He knows that just on the other side of that veil, just on the other side of that curtain, a place into which He cannot enter is the presence of a thrice holy God that God has manifested Himself. And He said, Lord, I know You told me to come in here and sprinkle incense on the altar. Lord, I know You told me to pray for the people, and I have. And Lord, I know You told me to pray for the forgiveness of their sins, and I have. And Lord, I know You told me to pray for the blessing on this nation, and I have. But Lord... You hadn't told me to do this. But this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I've got a once in a lifetime audience. I know that your presence is just on the other side of that curtain. And God, you haven't told me to do this. But dear God, would you please? I know we're 80 years old. God, I know I'm already an old man well stricken in years. I know my wife is a woman well stricken in years. Childbearing years are far behind us. But God, I've prayed for the nation. I've prayed for forgiveness. I've prayed for blessing. God, would you let us have a child? God, would you let me have a baby? Even as an old man, would you give to me a child? And then the Bible says immediately, as he's praying before the Lord, as he's offering up incense, he's done everything he's supposed to do except for maybe one thing. He's prayed a personal prayer and he wasn't commanded to do that. And maybe he's even wondering as he's doing it, should I even do this? Am I tempting God to ask Him for something that's impossible? Am I tempting God when I ask for something that there's no physical way can take place? Should I even be praying this? And then all of a sudden, there is an angel of the Lord standing in the room with Him. You know what His reaction was? I believe His reaction according to God's Word is exactly what your reaction would have been and my reaction. Look at what the angel said. Fear not. Zacharias, you are scared to death. Your knees are shaking. You're trembling. You think you've done something wrong. You think you've done something. And so that's why I've showed up and I'm here to judge you. He says, Zacharias, fear not, for thy prayer is heard. I believe that's the prayer that they had prayed for years. God, give us a son. I believe it was the prayer that he had just prayed there in the presence of God. God, give us a son. Thy prayer is heard, verse 13. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. And thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. But then the Bible tells us that Zechariah looks at the angel in verse number 18 and says, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. Get the picture. Dear God, bless the people. Dear God, forgive the sins of the people. Dear God, protect our nation. And dear God, would you please let us have a baby. An angel appears. He's scared to death. The angel says, your prayer's answered. You're going to have a baby. And then he looks at him and says, and how is this going to be? How's this going to happen? Don't you know that I'm an old man? Don't you know that my wife is well stricken in years? She's at least 80 years old. I'm at least 80 years old. How in the world is this going to happen? I don't believe it. How many times have we prayed and we've asked God and we've said, Dear God, would you do it? Dear God, this is impossible with man. But God, I know you can do it. And then He answers our prayer and we said, Are you serious? But Zachariah says, How's this going to be? I need a sign. I need you to show me something. She's an old woman. I'm an old man. It doesn't work this way. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show these glad tidings. You want a sign, Zacharias? 
You want a sign that God's heard your prayer? You want a sign that God has answered your prayer? Here I am. I'm an angel. I've been standing in the presence of God. You know I'm an angel. It's clear I'm an angel. You were scared to death. You were a mumbling fool just a moment ago. And now you're questioning whether I know what God has said about this? Listen here, Zacharias. Because you didn't believe, verse number 20, thou shalt be, what's the word? Dumb. And not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. The people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days were accomplished of his ministration, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach. Among men. Get the picture. An 80 year old man shows up at home. He's not able to speak. He's not able to form words. And he motions and and he motions to Elizabeth. And she finally gives him a piece of paper. and, And he draws out on this piece of paper We're going to have a baby. The Bible says she conceived. And for five months she hid herself. She knows without a doubt. Thank you for listening today. This program has been brought to you by the generosity of the Northwood Baptist Church family. Our church loves Jesus, and Jesus loves you. You can hear today's message in full by searching for Northwood Baptist Church on YouTube. You can share this program with others on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Make plans to be our guest in Yadkinville, North Carolina very soon for any and all of our services. You'll locate our church by going to 1309 Northwood Church Road. There, you'll enjoy a friendly welcome, encouraging music, and a practical message from the Bible. There is a place for you and your family at Northwood. For more information, visit northwoodbandist.us or you can call us at 336-677-3781 or drop us a note at P.O. Box 1637, Yankinville, North Carolina, 27055. Until next time, from Pastor Tim Webb and the Northwood Baptist Church, God bless you and keep looking up.